Hi, my beautiful people. This is Bimi Shavery, and I am here with your week three Emerge and See Realignment Detox episode. And I can't even believe that we're already on week three. I feel really good about week three. I do feel that it is going to be very intense emotionally. We are officially in the week of what is a Christmas holiday, and Hanukkah is ending this week. And, um, There's just a lot of different things going on spiritually, emotionally, um, mentally. There are a lot of things that are happening. And I really have not been at ease for the last week or so. I haven't been grounded, which is why a lot of you guys have not did not receive the um, midweek check in. I didn't feel that it was a, a necessary and I did want it. I did want to release an episode midweek. But my spirit just didn't let me. It it felt as though there were things that I still was going through and needed to process before I could release and relay those things to you guys. And so that's why this particular episode going into week three is going to be pretty... um, it's going to be an emotional one, I think. I, I don't, I'm not gonna say you're gonna cry, but it is gonna definitely cause you to sit in the reality in what you have created, as well as it's going to force you to sit in the realities at hand and process from there. I do feel like the last couple of weeks of this realignment detox, the assignments have been um, pretty, they, I mean, depending on what you actually applied to them, you could felt like, oh, it was a breeze. I could have done that. Or you could have felt like this is just too much. I can't. I, I just don't want to. I don't feel like I am not able to really sit in this right now. In this particular episode, I will tell you, if you have not done the work on the other two weeks, this will be very difficult for you to do. And you may not do it or you may not complete it because it is just that powerful. Week four, the final of this, um, is going to be very important. It's going to be the the finalization of everything that you've done for the past three weeks. And so for those of you who have stuck to it, I will say, I know that you guys are really feeling it. And you may feel as though right now you're at this place of intense sensitivity emotionally. And you may feel heightened emotions especially with the alignments that are happening my intention was to today um on sunday release the episode for uh the week ahead just a general um intuitive like i did last week for the intuitive energy corner but this week because there are so much going on and because we have the winter solstice we have capricorn season beginning we have um hanukkah ending we have christmas we have just all of these things that are happening I felt as though I needed to release this episode for you guys today opposed to Monday which is when our official week three begins so I'm going to let you know now that I have my coffee I have my um my sage I also have a towel because I just may uh, you know shed a little tear It just depends on how spirit moves me. But I will tell you guys that I haven't been grounded. When I speak, I haven't been grounded. I mean that my emotions, 
consciously had to check in with myself in the midst of a lot of frustrating moments, a few frustrating moments um, throughout this week when it came to work, when it came to um, people in general. And I realized something about myself that I've changed. I've changed a lot. This year has changed me in a lot of ways. It has made me not so empathetic, um, recklessly, I will say. I used to have an abundance of empathy for a lot of different situations, a lot of different people, ignorance in um, a lot of different things. But I found this year, especially that it has cultivated a new reality for me, not one that I didn't know existed, but one that I refuse to ignore or have optimism and a boundaryless hope for in the midst of. I address these things head on, whereas normally I would just let ignorance be with ignorance, but not, not anymore. When it crosses my path, I feel inclined to rebuke it. I feel inclined to address it. I don't allow passive aggression to slide. I don't allow people's uh, subliminal things to slide. And I speak to it in a way that gives such power. It, It makes it like, it's almost like a curse in a way, you know, like not in a toxic way, not in a dark rooted voodoo, you know, um, I'm going to put a spell on you type of way. It's more so of the conviction of my spirit, knowing how powerful uh, we are, how powerful I am, how powerful and inclined and in tune I am. I speak those things and I don't worry about what it feels like when I do. And so I feel as though that shift has come because of so much happening this year. So many things happening in such a fast pace. And the part that really infuriates me the most with humanity is that while so much has changed, yet so much has stayed the same. There's still so many of the of the things that we should have fought beyond. So many of the things that we have uh, arrived to a place of uh, we just should have risen above so much of the very mediocre things that we allow ourselves to be a part of. It, it feels as though the lessons of this year have fallen on deaf ears to those who feel as though as long as we can just get through this, everything will be back to normal. And I find that that is a huge trigger for me. And instead of me addressing those things, I instantly cut it off. That's another thing that has changed. I have become very non-negotiable. I have zero tolerance now of things that really to me make no sense. I'm not trying to understand ignorance on a level of sacrificing humans. I'm not trying to understand ignorance in not understanding the turmoil and the pain of other people. I'm not trying to have any, any type of compassion for those who operate in a state of ignorant abyss and want to pretend that reality isn't happening and that all we need to do is 
pretend everything is great and pretend that things are normal and everything will be. I, I don't have the capacity, I don't have the willingness, and I don't have a desire to operate in that, in that sense anymore. And I've never been okay with that, but now so, even more so, I'm not okay with that. And so instead of me actively trying to be understanding and help others navigating through their ignorant realities or their ignorance um, mindset, I completely disregard your existence in a way. Um, And I think that has helped that has helped me to detach from anything that is just not okay with me. And that has a lot to do with those personal boundaries and the understanding of self and the coming to an understanding of self and the unwillingness to navigate in a way that neglects what I know to be true for myself. This helps me mentally, helps me emotionally, spiritually, and it keeps me in a space of obvious, realistic, true. It's not about other people and how they view it. It's about me operating in my authenticity at every single, every single breath I take. I I don't take anything for granted. And um, I refuse to be associated with, be around, be um, in conversation with anyone who does and so that is the realities at hand and while I understand the ignorance and the inability to adapt the unwillingness to adapt I do not respect it because there's so much information, there is so much of opportunities, so many opportunities for you to really choose selflessness and for you to honor um, the ancestral truth of the earth, right? A lot of people speak about ancestors, but they forget that the earth has one and they forget that there is a massive cleaning up that is needing, much like the Bible, where everyone wants to speak about that very, 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 very chapter book of the Bible where God is speaking about destroying the city. And for years and years and years, people predicted or stated or assumed or believed that the destroying of that city was because of the lifestyle. And that is more so than never before right now showing to be obviously not the truth. When a world is impacted by something, when globally things are being uprooted, when areas of the world and areas of life are being shifted and changed, it is not because of one particular thing. It is a culmination of things that have had their fair share of warnings, that have had their fair share of red flags, that have had their fair share of opportunity to change the dynamics. And when it's not honored and those warnings are not heeded, this happens. 
So it doesn't mean it doesn't matter if you believe in astrology or not. It doesn't matter if you believe in God or not. It doesn't matter if you believe in spirituality or if you practice any particular religious doctrine or not. Reality is things have to change. And you can pretend it's not real. You can live in a place where you feel as though you can put your blinders on and it's not real. But that does not make you immune to getting hit or impacted by what is occurring. A blind person still can be hit by a truck if it is not careful of where it walks, the way it walks, where it stands. Being blind does not make you immune to those things happening to you and so here we are on week three and week three is about reparations of your soul and it is about understanding identifying And being forced to recover from the wounds so deeply implanted that it's began to damage other parts of your existence. It's like cancer. Once that thing spreads, there's nothing else you can do. And unfortunately, so many of us have had to experience that in our own lives. But it is like the perfect metaphor to what has happened to the world. But week three is not about the world. It is about your world. It is about you. It is about what you internally have allowed to decapitate you just because you ignored the signs, just because you ignored what was needed to be done to stop the spread of it. Now, this is in no way saying that people who have cancer and it spreads, it is their fault. I'm not saying that. This has nothing to do with the disease. It has everything to do with humanity. It has everything to do with you as an individual. Much like a person who is heartbroken, person who has gone through massive pain in their life. And instead of you allowing yourself to heal from those things, you hop into another relationship. Instead of you dealing with one area of your life that is needing your attention because you don't want to deal with the loss. You don't want to deal with the pain. You don't want to deal with the inadequacies. You move on to something else. That does not change that something has been wounded. And when it's your soul, there is nothing that you can plaster over it to mend the wound and tend to the wound that will actually process its healing without going deep. You have to go deep. And so this week, that's what we're doing. We cannot go into 
2021 the way we came into 2020. And I encourage every single one of you, if you are that person who is leaving 2021, trying to leaving 2020, going into 2021, trying to bandage over things that have been needing attention, I am here to forewarn you, you will not survive. Even if you physically are here, your soul will not survive. You will begin to down spiral. You will be locked in your own cocoon of mental distress, emotional distress, spiritual neglect. You will not survive. Your physicality will begin to reap the stench of death. Even though you yet live. Why? Because everything that dies first dies inside out. You can take away muscles. You can take away flesh. You can change anything. You can burn the skin. You can cut away skin. You can burn skin. You can remove body parts. But it is not until something begins to rot from within that it dies off. And 2020 has given a lot of things. We have had to bury a lot of things, a lot of people, a lot of ideas, a lot of beliefs, a lot of fears, a lot of things that we deemed as truth. We have had to forcefully bury those things. And you have to deal with that. You're going to have to address that. It's not just about seeing things from a higher perspective. It's not about just seeing things from a different view. It is not just about changing the way you see things. It is about you actually believing and living it out. It is about understanding that you're not as alone as you think you may be. And the need to release that idea that you are always alone, you are always isolated, no one will ever believe you, is the reason why you can't even hear the voice of your soul. You don't even know what that sounds like. You don't even know how to identify the difference between your inner verbatim and someone else's. What is the inner vibration and what does your soul sound like? You don't even know what it sounds like when it's screaming because you never even truly built a relationship with it. You never really truly identify what it even entails. And because of that, you're stuck in this place where no matter how you try to jump onto something new, everything stays the same. 
Same problems in the relationship, same problems at the job, same problems in the family, same problems when it comes to your health, same problems when it comes to your ideas, same promise problems when it comes to the promises that you have made to yourself that never seem to come into fruition. These are results of your soul being unattended to. You can't fast it away. You can't cleanse it away. You cannot create this falsehood and illusion of what it looks like. You can't create an illusion of reality to change the dynamics at hand because you need to do the work. But you're blocked. You're afraid to really deal with the truths. You're afraid to really deal with things that are really into, uh, really that are going to cause you to deal with the pain and, and cause you to really face your truth head on. It's too heavy. It's too much. It's, I can't deal with it. But if you were strong enough to work through it, if you were strong enough to survive it, why do you think you're not strong enough to sit with what it has taught you and bury those things that need to go for good? Holding space for things that have died long time ago. Holding space for ideas that just will never manifest. Holding space for pain that you said you let go of, but that is where you find your worth. Suddenly your voice only matters if it is remnants of the pain you've experienced. Suddenly your stance only matters if it resonates with the core of hurt and pain that you refuse to let go of. It is a time that you are needing to move beyond what you've always been taught is your truth. And it is a time to disconnect from the ancestral, the ancestral belief patterns that you've held on to that have done nothing but cause self-inflicted harm for generations. It is time for you to choose to walk away from it. You want peace, but it is very difficult to say you want peace when everything about you attracts opposite. You feel unheard when there's no chaos around. You feel unappreciated when you're not participating in the drama. You feel as part, not as a part of something when you can't relate to the depths of the sorrow. It's very difficult to stay grounded and rooted in, in the trauma that you say you want no part of. You have one foot in and one foot out, but that's not how spirit works. You're either all in or you're all out. And for many, it's drowning you. Your need to be right. Your need to hold space for what looks like this, what feels like this, what says the same things like this. It's creating this wall of bondage that not even you can escape from because your soul is planted in every sword it holds. What does this mean? This means that you can't sex your way out of this. You can't drink your way out of this. You can't peel pop your way out of this. You can't 
pretend that this isn't real. You cannot hold on to what you need to let go of and expect to move forward. Because even if you physically look like you're doing good, your soul is going to always give off another truth. And what you don't understand is that your soul is what attracts certain things to you. Even if those are things you say you don't want. The soul doesn't lie. And the soul plants seeds that you cannot lie yourself out of. The soul plants seeds that karma is sure to harvest. People always speak about spiritual awakenings and they speak about enlightenments and they don't speak about the downside to those things because the downside to those things can also be enlightened in a way that causes you more pain. It causes you to devil deeper into the darkness of self because that is also a part of awakening. You can't fully awaken until you've dealt with the darkness of you. And even when you've awakened, the darkness still lies there, but you have to keep it in a space to where it doesn't overflow into what is supposed to be leading you out of that darkness. So when I speak about soul reparation, what do I mean? I mean, it's time for you to repay you for the harm you've allowed yourself to be decapitated by. This year, stenches, death, it has a lot of blood on its hands. And yet we still take for granted the fact that we're still here. It is the epitome of ungratefulness, arrogance, and disrespect to everything this year has taken. If you walk out of this year the way you came, no one can save you. No one can help you. You are a lost soul because you refuse to take the lessons at hand and you still have this aura of obligated existence. No one owes you life. And your life isn't more valuable than the next. It's just not your time. And understanding that brings a sense of gratitude that you cannot even try to escape. The holidays are here and people are still wanting to do what people want to do. People are still living their best lives in the middle of a pandemic that has taken life after life after life. And even if they've personally been affected, they still are living their life as if nothing has changed because that arrogance and obligated identification of existence. Everyone's going to die everyway. Anyway, you're right. But have you ever thought about what it means to die and live at the same time? 
So much has been reaped this year and so much will continue to be reaped in 2021. And I'm not speaking about other people. I'm speaking about you. Think about the things that you are complaining about, the things that you're unhappy about, the things that you are angry about. Think about those things. And then think about those very things that you were mad and angry and disappointed about last year. That's where your growth has lied. And if you notice that the very same things that you're complaining about and the very same things that you're angry about and the very same things that you say you wanted to be away from, you're still complaining about those things, then that shows where you have not grown, where you refuse to do what you knew was needed to be done to escape that, to refuse to be in the same place that you came in at is your own self-inflicted, obligated truth. And that truth is you really don't want the change you say you want. You really don't have the stamina to see it through and you are not able to escape your own handicap. That's no one's fault but your own. And yet here we are. I don't need to deal with the pain because it is what it is and I'm just going to move forward. But yet those same issues that cause you pain come up in the next issue that you attach yourself to. Why can't you just deal with what needs to be dealt with and move on? Because if you do that, you are afraid that you're going to lose a part of your identity, a a part of your truth. My pain is what makes me me. The things that I've suffered through are what makes me me. So I can't escape it, right? Wrong. You can't. And anything you've ever gone through will always be a part of who you are, but it doesn't have to be that part of you that lives on every single day in every single part of your life. So many people find it very hard to disconnect from the very things that they know are holding them back because if they do that, their existence no longer is imperative to the existence and the collaboration of others. They feel isolated, they feel alone, they feel like they're not in the know, but why do you need to be in the know of the very thing that you need to escape? Because that's a part of your identity. That's who you've allowed yourself to become. So reparations means this week, for those of you who have been doing the work, It is how you are going to identify with the future. It is about you allowing yourself to be truthful with yourself once and for all. Things that you do not believe in, you won't allow yourself to be a part of. Ideas that you do not support, you will not allow yourself to be a part of. The parts of you that have been neglected, abandoned, disrespected and disregarded, you will not allow to continue because you have began to do the work. Your identification of self has changed and you're honoring that. 
This year has taken a lot. It it it's taken a lot, and we're not even through with it yet. So many of us may not make it to the end of 2020, and that is a sad truth. But then so many of us are so eager to get to 2021 as if we're guaranteed to make it there too. Like you are so special that you will for sure make it through the next year. Even though millions of people have died this year. One thing that I've realized is people, the more the, the more deaths, the less connected they are, the less connected people are to the reality. One death hurts more than 10,000 deaths. And that is so sad. Collectively, you can mourn one death, but collectively we did detach from thousands of deaths because it becomes too far fetched that that's the reality. There's a lot of dark souls. There are a lot of people that are hanging on by a thread and we're so blinded by that truth that we don't see it. And because we don't see it, it isn't real. You can look someone in the eyes and I know that their soul isn't there because there's a disconnect. You don't allow your soul to tell you where to go because you don't even truly believe that it can. You don't trust your own voice, let alone an inner voice. So this week, as we're in this holiday mood and everyone is celebrating Ask yourself, what is it that you're celebrating? What is it about this time of year where you're still pushed to purchase things? You're still pushed to create this lovely time with family, even though most of the people that would typically be sitting at your table are suffering or dead. What are we celebrating? Are we really honoring that time with family? Are we really making it about family? Are we really honoring the lives that have been lost? When you're buying things that don't even have meaning. Spending money that you're not guaranteed to ever recoup. Pouring into businesses, pouring into places that do not even value your existence as a human being. Is that what you're celebrating? What are you celebrating? This year has not just been about physical lives lost. It has been about people losing parts of themselves because the reality that they wanted so bad to believe didn't resist, didn't exist, does. We've resisted the fact that life is not what you thought it had been. America is a big ass band-aid covering up a wound that has been bleeding out for centuries. And now it's hitting you in your own home. 
And so many still turn a blind eye. But you can't any longer because that is going to kill you. Soul reparations. Soul has been screaming. Your soul is empty. Your soul is bleeding out. And you're too blind to see it. You're too deaf to hear it. And you enjoy being disconnected from the truth. Because if you identify it as truth, that means you cannot escape the reality of it. Yes, you can have everything you desire. Yes, it's possible for you to have everything you want. But at what cost? If you are not willing to sit in your truth and sit in what has unfolded for you this year. Why do you think you deserve more time? Every breath you've taken, every tear you've shed, Every hand you've shaken, every word you've exchanged, all have a spirit attached to it. And there is an energetic exchange with that. But what is the energy you've given out said about you? It's not about just having personal boundaries when it comes to your relationships or opposite sex or racial tensions or systems. No, it's about most importantly, having personal boundaries for you. You're fighting a reality that you cannot run from sit with the truth of the things that have caused you pain sit with the truths of moments where you've struggled to go on sit with the truths that you sat in silent despair and felt unheard, felt unseen, felt unimportant, felt disregarded, felt alone. And then think about how quickly you forgot what that felt like when things were perceived to be better. What did that teach you? And what did that show you about yourself? I know for me personally, I I carry it with me every single day. I pay homage to the, the lives. I pay homage to the truth, the reality that everything has changed. 
People say, oh, I honor my ancestors, but do you? Because your spirit is a manifestation of all of the spirits that have empowered you, that have poured into you, that have connected to you. And not every ancestor is an ancestor that supports the evolution of who you are. But you don't want to talk about that because that's too far fetched because ancestors are godlike when they've passed. Right. Much like we do celebrities, we honor their genius after they're gone. But what did you do to them in the physical form? You claim to be a part of this Christian identity where you love your brother like yourself, but they pinned Jesus up on the cross and watched him bleed and hoped for him to die. But that's someone they honor today. But we don't want to talk about that because that's not what it's about, right? No, it is very much so what it's about. Disconnecting from your truth. Disconnecting from your identity. Not even understanding what you believe. It's not about allowing yourself to look like. People are so consumed with what something looks like. If I look like I have it together, then I do. If I look like I'm for my people, then I am. If I look Like I have it all together, then I do. But what happens when your truth blows up in your face and you're exposed? You can't hide from your truth. You can't use people up and be expected to prosper from that. You cannot neglect yourself and think that your body and your mind and your soul will repay you for that. Oh, it will, but not in a way that you're hoping for. You can't neglect yourself. You can't neglect relationships. You can't neglect your children and think that they owe you the highest version of themselves when you yourself didn't give it to them. You have to sit with the truth of what you have poured out and stop repeating the same cycles you claim you want to break. Soul reparation. This week is about honoring thy truth. Sitting with and identifying our spirit, loving on it, nurturing it, apologizing to it, protecting it. The same protection that you want from the world, you don't give to yourself. You out here prostituting your spirit for hopes of getting liked and you are neglecting the very thing and the very part of you that builds you into essence. Why do you think you deserve more? You can't lay with sheep and expect a wolf to appear. You cannot lay with wolves and expect a sheep to appear. You lay with what you allow yourself to be kin to in every essence of the word. And no matter how you try to dress that up, the truth will always reveal itself. And you can't blame the truthful identity on anyone else but you. 
soul reparations. You owe you the truth. You owe you an honest conversation. The pain you've suppressed needs to be acknowledged. The fear you've ran from needs to be acknowledged. The audacity of creating an illusion of peace and happiness needs to be addressed and acknowledged. Because only then will you be able to step into the new direction that your soul is trying to lead you to. But right now your soul is leading you down a darker path because you refuse to let go and identify what is needing to be addressed. I don't wanna hear about your woe is me stories. When every time you turn around, you're doing the same thing that got you that story. I don't have sympathy for the inability to choose a different path when you have an option to. And I don't have compassion for what happens to you after it because you are allowing yourself to be in the very spaces that are choosing to kill you off, that are giving you that identity and telling you that I will do this to you and you still are attracted to that very essence. That very thing that has done nothing but shown you what and who it is. I don't have sympathy for that. I I can't waste sympathy on that. There are so many other people who deserve that part of me. And that's how you have to feel. What you allow yourself to listen to, engage in, and participate in is all a part of your truth and what you stand on. No matter how you try to run from it, no matter how you try to hide from it, no matter how you try to disconnect from that reality, baby, your truth is showing with your mouth closed because your spirit has a stench. What does your soul need from you? What is needing to heal? What does your soul even believe? What is it whispering? What is it asking you to pay attention to? What do you need to release so that you can hear it clearer? Why are you so afraid of that? Why are you so afraid of you? Why are you so afraid of what you know is supposed to be there to guide you? Why are you more trusting of outside forces than you are of your own inner world. You have an inner compass that needs you. Why are you allowing it to die off? Do you think you can replace it? How do you feel about you? What comes next? Well, that's depending on you. What comes next is 
a new identity. Um, a new realization. Recovery. But first, it's going to require you to go within again. Deeper, deeper, deeper. You thought you went deep. You didn't go deep enough. Deeper. Deeper. It's impossible to really let go of what you have never allowed yourself to go into. Go deeper. Address it. Identify it. You're trying to overcompensate for areas of you that are, are, are really neglected right now. Those inner wounds are the very reason why you overcompensate and overlove and overindulge and over sexualize yourself and try to give yourself away to anything that'll take you because you just want to be accepted, loved and cared for. But you don't even do that for yourself and your soul says that. And everything you connect to. Here's that. And that's what it is giving you. The emptiness. Lying with dead souls, hoping to be renewed is why you're empty. Feeling as if I cannot withdraw sex from this, because if I withdraw sex from this, then this person and I are going to be on rocky ground. Well, if sex is the only thing that's keeping you together, why do you think that is a part of who you're supposed to be with? You think that's your soul's purpose to be used up sexually by someone who doesn't even honor your space? Someone who doesn't honor your voice, doesn't honor your power. You will risk running on empty just to fulfill a need someone else has when you're left less fulfilled than you even started. Really? But you think your sex is that good. How good is empty sex from a soulless being? How good is a connection when the connection is running in deficit? What in the world do you think you really are offering up when you have nothing that has filled you up from within? Soul reparations. You... You've left you for death to travel on a path that is going to inevitably kill you. And you're looking to be rescued by things that mirror the very thing you're running from. Now, you make sense of that. This is, this is not easy. This is really digging deep in our truths and sitting in the realities at hand because no matter what, 
no matter what, you are held accountable for yourself. No matter how you try to pretend that something is something other than what it is, the truth of that thing will always be exposed. It'll always prevail because it's a circle of life. So this week, while you're celebrating, I want you to think about what it is you're celebrating. And I want you to sit in the truth of why you celebrate that thing. And if that thing fulfills you on a soul level, then good on you. But if that thing leaves you feeling empty, discarded, unacknowledged, unappreciated, then I need you to take heed to the warning that your soul is giving. It is by the grace of God and the Most High that you are still here, that we're all still here. We're not special. It's just not our time. But every soul has its day. And until that day comes, it is your obligation to protect and serve your soul. Guard it with everything you have because it is all you have. And allow it to lead you down the paths that are truly about enrichment of life, both yours and everything you're attached to. Heal those inner wounds. Heal that fear. Heal the neglect and abandonment issues. Stop running from the truth. You owe your soul so much. You've spent this year speaking about things that are so superficial when every day thousands are dying at the hands of an invincible enemy that nobody knows how to capture because it's God's doing. You know what to do. You know what's needed. But you think you're so protected and so safe and so covered that nothing will touch you. And oh, God has a way of sending his wrath even to his chosen ones. We all can get it. So... This week is about reparations of your soul. You know, oftentimes we speak about reparations in a way of 
the government paying us back for our ancestors, but you yourself, oh, your ancestors, your personal ancestors, you owe yourself so much that you don't even have the capacity to see. But you're expecting someone else to pay for debts that they owe? Let's think about this. Logically, does that even make sense? No, because so many of us refuse to take accountability for our own doings. I mean, how dare you tell me to look at myself? I'm pointing the finger at you. But oh, the circle of life. So this week, sit with the realities at hand. We have a lot happening. We have the winter solstice. We're entering into Capricorn season. We have the grand conjunction and shit is about to get super, super, super dark. And it's what you do with the light that you've been given that's going to shift the dynamics of the darkness we will face. This is week three. We are week three of our emergence into our deeper selves. And boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. So I love you guys. I love your freaking souls. And um, we have work to do. And it's very important that we tend to that work because if we don't, we just might not survive it. Love you guys. Until our next daily dose of energy, our next weekly intuitive, our next midweek. I want to tell you guys to be gentle with yourself. Happy, happy, happy holidays and um, happy Hanukkah, happy Christmas, happy Merry Christmas. And uh, please be gentle with yourself, but please go deep. You need to. Love you guys. Till next episode. Bye.